This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Tonight, first of all, thank you everyone for coming out. It's a great honor and pleasure to be here at uh, Bejuro Kafkazi on Avenue U and East 24th. Hashem, this is a great place to be, and I'm very honored. With this, we want to speak tonight two things, two things that you need in your life, everyone needs, to serve Hashem. What are those two things? What's those two things? Two things, tonight we're learning two things that you need in your life to serve Hashem. Ready? Two things. First, first we're going to open up with a question. And the question goes as follows. It says over here, by, by, um, Bil'am. Bil'am wanted to curse the Jewish people. Now he wanted to give a curse. And when did he want to give a curse? At a certain time. The Pasuk says, El Zoen Bechol Yom. Hashem, there's a one rega, one minute, 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 minute of a second where God gets angry every day, Hashem gets angry every day, and at that moment, if Bil'am says, Kalem, destroy them, destroy the Jewish people, they're all out. So what does happen? Balak hires Bil'am. And Balak says, listen, at the end of the day, they're coming, I'm out of war with them, I need you to finish them off. Do me a favor. Do your magic. Curse them. And Bil'am knew exactly the time where every day God gets angry at this moment. And the second that was going to happen, he was going to say, Kalim, wipe the Jewish people out. And at that anger, everybody will be wiped out. Guess what? He did it once. He did it twice. It wasn't working. What's going on? And he did not succeed. He did not succeed in, in it. But my question to you is, we always learn how anger is so wicked. How don't get angry. Anybody call a koes, If anybody gets angry, it's like you're doing avodazara. It's like you're doing out of worship. We always know that. By the way, before we continue, I'd like to make this shiur l'unishmat, Ephraim ben Nisim Hai, Yiftach ben David, Paulina bat Rachel, Victor ben Reuven. This comes vote for uh, sponsoring for tonight's shiur. So, 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 let's get back for a second. So, so, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Bilam, Bilam couldn't curse the Jewish people. Hashem didn't get angry at that point. But why is... They're in anger of God. Now there's a lot of answers to this question, but I'll give you one. Tonight I'm going to give you one. So why is there an anger of God? It has to be good. Because everything that God does is good. So where's the goodness of, get, of that anger of God? To this, you have to know. The Gemara says, there is four steps, four ways of beating the Yetzirah. It says, Barati Yetzirah, Barati Loh, Torah Tavlin, I created the Torah Tezagel. But you have to understand something. Everybody in your life, everybody, every, every Jew has a Yetzirah. Who are Yetzirah? Who are Satan? Who are Malach Mavit? It's all three is the same person. What does he do? He tells you go sin. He tells you go sin. Go do the sin. Go. It's going to be enjoyable. It's going to be unbelievable. Go. Do the Avera. 
Enjoy the steak. It's not kosher. There was a fellow last week, he gave me a call. No joke, it's a wild story. He says, I have no Jewish friends, but we went out on a vacation, they know my rule. I eat everything, this is what this guy said. I eat everything, but no meat out. Dairy, no. I was like, you can't even eat dairy. He says, Rabbi, I know I'm not allowed to eat dairy, but I'm not on the level of this, I'm down that. I'm like, okay. He says, no, I, just, I know my rule, I don't eat meat. Out. All of a sudden, they're pressuring. They say, you don't understand, this steakhouse is unreal. And they're sitting by an island, nice facing the view, and this, that, that, that. A guy cuts a piece of steak and says, eat it. He said, and all they're pressuring, eat it. He's like, you know what? To make you guys happy, I'll just eat it. And he ate it. He told me, Rabbi, I swear to you, the second I ate it, he cut underneath. He has like a, like, like a bite plate underneath inside his t- tooth. He said, the second he bit it, it slipped open and his bottom tongue got all cut. I said, what? I said, Hashem, you're giving me, you're giving me what? My punishment right now. You're telling me you want to make them happy? You should make Hashem happy. Everybody has yet said So what does he do? He makes you sin. After he makes you sin, what does he do? He's the Satan. What does a Satan do? It comes from a shot of Mastin. Mastin means he's a tattletale. You think that once you sin, it's over? That's just the beginning. What does he do? He goes to Shammai. This is a, what I'm telling you is that Ashi in Mesechem of Batra. He goes to Shammai the Yitzhara and he says, Hashem, you see that guy? You see he did a sin? You see what he did? You think he's faithful to you? This guy, yeah, think, you think this is the guy? He comes to Shul and he's, uh, you know, shaking it up. Yeah. Look, look what I did, this guy. Look what this guy did. He's the Satan. He's the Mastin. He, he speaks bad about you after he calls you to push you to do it. He speaks bad about you. And then, he says, Hashem, let me kill this guy. He wants to get the guy punished. He wants to make the guy a horrible life. He says, deserves it. Look what he did. But the Gemara gives us four steps the way to be. You ready? Listen to the Gemara. Four steps. First, and each one is a step on its own right. I really want to focus on the first one, but I'll tell you all four. First one is, the Gemara says, Le'olam yargiz yetzeratov al yetzerara. What does that mean? Always. If the yetzerara is playing around with you, saying, speak the Lashonara, or eat the non-kosher, or do this, or do that, right away, what is it? Yargiz. Yargiz yetzeratov, the yetzeratov comes, and, and it's Lashon of Roges. Roges is like, you're screaming. Hey, stop. That's the first. I'm going to go all four. I'll explain. And then I'm going to go back to the first to explain more. Second thing is, what? Learning Torah. When you learn Torah, it automatically, you learn it in depth. When you open up a Gemara and you really work hard for it, you really work hard. I'm talking serious now. If you open up a Gemara with somebody, and the rabbi, yourself, whatever it is, and you really work hard in depth to it, and you crack open up the sugya, it's like a pistachio. A pistachio has a shell. You need to crack open up the shell in order to taste the pistachio. The gemara is delicious, but people, they don't have that enjoyment is because they didn't crack the shell. They're eating the pistachio with the shell. You know, of course it's not gonna taste good. You, gotta, you can't be lazy, you sit down with the gemara, you crack it open and you, you analyze and you contemplate and you deep, 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 deep. It does something into your body that you'll never, you'll never be able to feel it in your life. It's, something, it's a sensation that you can't even... It, you, you sit there an hour, two hours, three hours. If you, you do it, 
Third, Yumara says, Kriyat Shema. The Yitzhara is getting to you. Shema Yisrael, Adonai, Adonai, Had. There's 248 words in Shema, connected to 248 limbs of your body. That's what it is. And the last, this is already, you tried all three and it still didn't work. The last is, you should always remember, what does Gunnar say? Anybody know? The day of death. The answer I was getting you. Remember the day of death. You're going to die one day. Is it worth it for you to do this sin? Is it worth, stop, stop for a second. That's by the way, the, the like, you know how like the emergency breaks, you know how you have the car like, that's like the, that's like the last go-to. If you need it, it's scary. You go, shh. You know Hafez Haim? You know what he used to do every day? Hafez Haim was Hafez Haim. Don't try it at home. But this is what he did. When he was 16 years old, he would go to the cemetery. You know, cemetery? And he would, he had an item. Uh, like, you know how they have, they're burying the person. He would sit there and he would say, Israel, man, what's going to be with you? One day you're going to be in this. Get strong. Come on. Go fight them, fight them. And he became the Hafez Haim. Because you remember, well, it's like the last, imagine the last day. What would you do like? Go fight the fight to go stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. That's the last resort. Because I have something to tell you. Everything pales to the day of death. Nobody takes their money with them. Nobody takes their honor with them. The person could be the uh, head honcho of who knows what. But at the end of the day, he's not taking nothing with him. And then he has to meet God. And then that's when life really starts. You, you understand what I'm saying? One guy told me, Rabbi, I'm sick of this life, I'm going to end it. I was like, you crazy? If you end it, that's just the beginning. Because I shouldn't be saying, why'd you do that? And then you have to come back and the whole thing starts again. <laughs> so you're crazy. You, you're wild. It says the parasha, you, you, you know the parasha of Hayesara? Parasha Hayesara, you know what it's talking about in parasha Hayesara? Anybody know? It's talking about the death of Sarah. Why is it talking about Hayesara, the life of Sarah? You know the parasha where Yaakov, you know, dies? What does it say? Parasha wa? Vayichi. The life of Yaakov, he's dying. He says, The answer is, a life of a Jew, a life of a Jew, he starts, after 120, not now, after 120, Moshe Rabbeinu was fighting on his deathbed. He said, God, I don't want to leave this world. He took away the sword from the Malach HaMavet. The Malach HaMavet went back to Shamayim and said, Hashem, I can't. I said, why go kill him? He took my sword away, I can't get him. Until Hashem had to go to Moshe and tell Moshe, Moshe, please do me a favor. Give him back his sword. We'll take it. Don't worry. Well, he won't kill you this way. We got to go. It was all fine. I said, Moshe, why do you want to stay alive? Because the second I stay alive, every second that I'm in this world, I do one mitzvah, I get more gan eden, more gan eden, more gan eden, more gan eden. I get more reward, more reward, more reward. Do you realize what it is in Allah Abad, gan eden, what it is? The second you get up there, the, every single mitzvah that you did in your lifetime will be paid, rewarded. The most, all the pleasures in this world, you take it, take it all in a pill, let's say, from the beginning of creation till the end of creation of any single person's pleasure. The outside waiting room of gan eden, the sniff of it, is better than any pleasure you can imagine in this world, from the beginning to the end of creation. Imagine that's one mitzvah, what you're getting for one mitzvah. They got on the Vilna, when he was on his deathbed, he grabbed the tzitzit, and he started crying. They said, why are you crying? You did so much mitzvah. He says, look, just for a few pennies, I can buy tzitzit, and I can wear it, and I can get get in just for that. Don't lose track on life. A lot of people, they lose track, they lose track, they lose track. They think money, money, money. They think this, this, this. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. You know what your obligation in life is? One obligation. Serve God. 
Whatever, whatever that is. Whatever that is in your world, that's what it is. Hashem, we have the Torah and the mitzvot. We know what it is. Hashem wants the best that you can be. He doesn't want this, he doesn't want that, he wants the best that you can be. There was one time the guy came to the rabbi and says, Rabbi, says, yeah, what, what, what can I do for you? He says, if I had the head of the brisket wealth and the heart of the emunah of the Rebbe Yopian and the bitachon of the Hazonish, I'd be the greatest of the greats. He says, Habibi, God wants your mind, He wants your emunah, He wants your bitachon, because you're the only person in life that can give it to Him. Nobody else can. It's you. You be the best you can be. We already have this person. We already have that, Rabbi. But you, you, God says, I want you. How are you going to act? What are you going to do? And this is really, really what it is. So therefore, you have to understand that that's the last resort. At the end of the day, everybody understands it's going to be created. But now let's go back. What was the first thing? The first thing was what? Earl Giz. Scream at the Yetzirara. Talk to him. Rogez means strength. Strengthen yourself, and even if you have to talk to him, Yetzirah, get out of here. Don't tell me to do this, Avera. I'll kill, I'll kill you. I know you want to kill me. I'll kill you back. Don't tell me to do this, Avera. I will not do this, Avera. Imagine you have a guy walking in. He has a gun. What are you going to tell him? Okay, come, come, let's move, let's talk, there's that. Come, get out. Get out of here. Same thing, Yetzirah, how does he do? He sits down, he starts schmoozing with you. Let's do this sin. Let's do this, Avera. Let's do this, let's do that. Let's do this, let's do that. By the time you know it, you're already in. Okay, he got me. But if you go from the get-go and say, Yes, Allah, I know after I'm going to regret it. So get out of my life right now. Oh, oh this, guy's, this guy's serious. Okay, he kisses, he leaves. Okay, I, I, I got to go to the next guy. You, I left, but this guy, I'll, go, I'll get the next guy. This guy's a, a weakling, he's a loser, I'll get him. That's what it is. But you have to have rogues. You know rogues? Rogues. Strength. Talk. Person might say, what do you mean, Rabbi? Imagine I'm in the street, I'm talking to myself. What are, what are people going to think? First of all, they probably think they have a Bluetooth speaker, anything, you know, over here. And second of all is, I'll tell you a story about Rabbi Amr Hasidah. Rabbi Amr Hasidah was a great rabbi. When Amr said to the says as follows. There was one time, it was a boat, and there was um, a, um, a lot of ladies, young, young women, and they were all on, on a floor, second floor. He was on the first floor, so in order to prevent him any any hood problem, any problem like that, there was a big, big ladder that takes a few people to move the ladder to get to the second floor. So he told them, take out that ladder. They took out that ladder, and they threw it. No, no ladder. They put it on the side, they put it there, they put it on the corner, that's it. In the middle of the night, Rahul Hasidah is sleeping. Something happened in his mind, Yetzirah. He took the ladder that takes many people to move it, maybe 10 people, 5 to 10 people just to move the ladder, just to move that. He was able to move the ladder. He had such a temptation. Oh, he moved the whole ladder. Now he's walking up to, to in the middle. He screams on top of his lungs. There's a fire in my house. There's a fire in my house. Come out. His students come. What do they see? They see Rabbi Ram. Eh, Rabbi, where you going, Rabbi? Where you going? Where you going? You told, you said there's a fire. Where's the fire? He says there's a fire within me of getting now ready to burn. I don't want to burn over there again now. Save me! The students came, took the Rabbi down, moved the ladder, 
And he says, Rabbi, isn't this embarrassing? He says, better for me to be embarrassed here than in the real world, in the next world. Rav Avraham understood. If he's coming to you, what do you do? Rogis. You go strong. He said, excuse me, get out of my life. Beat it. Get out of here. I don't want you. And you talk. You know why you talk? You talk, you know, you make community, community. Yeah, stop. Get out of my life. I don't want you here. Do it. You'll see it'll work. Do it. You'll see it'll work. Every other is this. You ready? There's a, there's a, um, ingredients in every Avarah. It's called Pesach, Matzah, Umaror. Listen to what I'm telling you right now. It's called every Avarah, three, three things. Pesach, Matzah, Umaror. What does that mean? Pesach was a beautiful korban. You know the korban? It's really what? It smells great. It's, it's like a barbecue. You go to a barbecue, you have a, wow, look at this steak, tomahawk, this, that, it's thing. You know how they come in the restaurant, sometimes they bring the whole, you have like two waiters, they bring it on a, on a tray, you know, the whole thing. They bring, oh, what is this? And the guy picks it up, woo! This is Pesach. Pesach is a korban. It's, it, it's delicious. It's awesome. Yetzir Allah makes every sin, makes this top sin, Looks gorgeous. It's amazing. Wow! And it plants a picture in your head that you need it and you can't live without it and this is amazing and this is great and wow! Then it's matzah. You're actually in the sin. Eh. Eh. Not that crazy. Eh. Then, maror. Then it's bitter. Take it to the bank when I'm telling you. Any person that Avera looks back feels so bad that he did it. It's like, ah, what I do it? I wish I never did it. The whole thing was Shtuyot. What I do? What I do? What I do? Hatati Aviti Pastor Hansel sitting on Kippur, he's bringing his talent, crying. I wish I never did it. I wish I never did it. Every Avera is that way. You have Avera, just know that's what's going to happen. It's going to be delicious. It's going to be like, I cannot. It's impossible. But mark my words. Sw- I could swear, and everybody that did Hasrullah, uh, he could swear to you afterwards, he regretted it. Ah, I wish I never did it. I wish I never did it. First of all, it was the Gemara. The Gemara in says, there was an older rabbi, and he's praying, Hashem, please save me from the Yetzirah. His wife goes over to him and says, Honey, you're an old man. What are you saying? What are you saying, old man? What could you actually do? Yeah. What are you doing now? You're the old guy. He says, you don't know the Yetzirah? You don't know? Please, Hashem, say from the Yetzirah. This is a Gemara at the end of Mesechah Kedushin. Listen to this. So what did, the, what did his wife do? His wife dressed up as a Zona. And she made believe that she was... And she walked in. She's walking in with the high heels, this, that, 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 that. And who's there? And she says, in, 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 in a, the, the zona, this. Huh. He had temptation. He did the act. He comes back home. He went inside the oven. In his, the oven was on. He went inside the oven. He wanted to burn himself. So what are you doing? So I did such and such, I'm out, I want to kill myself. 
What do you want to kill yourself? Because at the end of the act, it's bitter. You're like, what I do? What, 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 what's wrong with me? What, 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 I, what I went into my mind? What went into my mind? And then, finally, his wife said, no, no, no. It was really me. And she proved it, and this and that and that. It was really me. I'm nothing to worry about. And Manah says, even so, he felt bad just to think of that he was able to do such a thing. He ended up dying anyway. But what's this Gemara teaching? Gemara is teaching. You do the Avon, guaranteed you're going to regret it. Guaranteed the pleasure that you had before, after, is going to be so sorrowful. Now, let's go back. We said, we said over here. What? That's a very good question. He says, is it considered? He didn't know. Let's say, this is when Haim Palachi brings it down and I say, but I'll explain right now. If a person, on a side note, let's just do parentheses over here. If a person, on a side note, goes to a restaurant, goes to whatever it is, or somebody gives him a cheeseburger, and in your mind, you're like, wow, this cheeseburger, oh my goodness, wow. And he answers, getting you, oh, should I eat it? Should I not eat it? Should I eat it? Should I not eat it? You go into it, and you eat the cheeseburger. And he said, that, I know I did a sin, that was the best cheeseburger I've ever had. And then the friend tells you, oh, no, no, by the way, no, no, it was one of those, um, uh, what are those called? Beyond Burgers, the fake burgers? Beyond Meat Burger. Beyond Meat Burger, and, 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 it's, and it's really puffed. It's not meat. Ah! Chaim Palachi says, you still need Kaparata Vanot for that. Why? Your mind was saying this Avera, and you went and did it. Gemara even says it that you need a kapara avonot for it. You need, you need to have a kapara for that. So that's a side note. But in any case, you hear what's going on over here. So now we can answer our question. Everything God does is good. So if everything God does is good, that being the case, how is His anger every day good? You know what the answer is. God, when He gets that anger every day, in essence. He implants it into us every single day. You know why? So now you have the strength to be angry at the Yetzirah if he ever tells you to do a sin. Yerah Hadush. What's the reason why God gets, get, gets angry every day? Every day you get angry, God? For one split second? You're God. How could you get angry? You're all good. How could you get angry? Everything you do, God, is good. How could you get angry? Hashem says, I'm doing it for you guys, not for me. I don't have to get angry. But you need to get angry. I need to get angry for what? You need to get angry when he tells you, do this sin. You got to get up in his face and say, no. That's what you got to do. You got to get angry at him. Are you crazy? Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? You're telling me to do this sin? Do you know who I am? I'm an image of God. God blew into me. You're not just a human being. You think you're, you're a body and that's it. You have a soul. That means God blew into you. You're not, you're not just eyes and nose and a mouth. What do we say every single morning when we get up in the morning? Elokai, my God. Neshama shenatatabi. The soul that you gave me is the heart. And Hashem blew into you. Godliness, you have a piece of God in you. Hashem blew into you. So you have an image of God in you. You're going to do and take that image of God and do a sin with God in you. God's looking at you. You have the audacity to do a sin in front of God. One of the things says, she bid the other night, always view God in front of you. How could you do a sin? And the answer is, you scream at the answer. Get out of my life. Don't ever tell me it again. Well, this guy's too strong for us. 
You understand? That's, that's why God's getting angry. So you could have the anger in you and bust them out. And get them out of it. And get them, get, get them out. And you could do it. And you could do it. Find ways how to do it. You know, there was a great weird rabbi from Navardic. He used, to, he used to practice not getting angry. You know, every, every, everything has to be worked on. It's like a game of basketball, right? If you don't keep on practicing, you're not going to be good. Everything needs practice. Practice makes perfect. So now what do you do? He would have a hat. And he would put his hat all the way on top. All the way. Three stories high. And the only way you can get it is by putting a ladder and going up to the second floor and getting that. They asked him, Rabbi, why do you do that? He says, this is not my regular hat. This is my anger hat. What I do is, any single time that I feel that I'm going to get angry, I will get angry at somebody, let's say, whatever it is, but I don't do it until I go up and I reach for my hat. And by then, it takes me at least five minutes and my anger calms down. You understand what I'm saying? Figure out ways how to fight that. Good? That was the first part that we need to know. The anger of God is for you to get angry at the Yetzirah, to fight him and to beat him off. The second thing. The second thing that we have to discuss is the reward of Pinchas. Pinchas gets a reward. What's his reward? Who knows what's the reward? I'll give you peace. I'll give you peace. Now, that being said, what's this uh, piece? When does he get it? Does anybody know when he got this keunah uh, and things like that? You know when he gets it? The Gemara in Zebachim, Kuf Aleph says, he only gets it when? In Yehoshua's time. When Yehoshua's time, that's when he gets it. Eh, I did something good. What did Pinaz do? He saw Zimri and Kuzbi doing an act, immoral act. You're not allowed to do that. He takes his dagger and he right, shh, Slices them right inside, shh, kills them both. The question here is very simple. You ready for this? question is right here, he should get rewarded right away. Hashem says, you did something, I'll give you a reward. Later on, you're going to get it. What do you mean? Get, let, let me get it right away. I just did something right now. So give me, no, look. Wait till you're sure it's time. Why? Let me explain. If somebody would tell you, is Abraham an Ish Chesed? If somebody would tell you, is Abraham a... Uh, Kind person, what would you answer? Avraham Avinu. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, if somebody would tell you, is that his natural instincts? Is, that, is, is, is it natural because he was born with it? Or he's doing it, besides being natural, he's doing it because God told him to be a nice, kind person. What would you say? Both. Now, if you think about it, how would we know that? Only one way. Can I tell you the way? When God tells him, go kill your son, is that cruel or is that kind? Go kill your son, is that cruel or is that kind? Cruel, cruel. it's not kind. But Abraham Avinu does it anyway, you know why? Because he's a servant of God. And it doesn't make a difference right now. Am I kind or am I not kind? I am, only, I am doing what Hashem wants me to do. So all the other times when he's kind, you can see from the fact when he's able to overcome that kindness, that even then, he was always being kind because Hashem told him to be kind. You understand that? And that's why after Yitzchak, he's killing Yitzchak, what does he say? Atayadati, now I know, ki Elohim ata. 
Now I know that you're God-fearing. How do I know you're God-fearing? Because you did something against your nature. That means every other time you did it because I said to do it. Yaakov Avinu. Take Yaakov Avinu. Is Yaakov Avinu a truthful person or a liar? What would you say? Truthful. Titene met Yaakov. Emet is Yaakov Avinu. But what happens? How do I know he's being truthful because God said? Because now what's one of the biggest tests that Yaakov Avinu has? He has to lie. How does he have to lie? His mother says, Oh, by the way, go ahead and say that, I'm a, that you're a Esau. And take the Bechor. What? Yes. That shows every time I was only truthful because God told me to be truthful. Same thing when it came to Pinhas. Pinhas, how do we know when Pinhas took the dagger and slammed it in Zinni and Kosbi? Maybe he was just angry. How do you know he was doing it because of the love of God? How do you know? Maybe he was doing it because he's an angry person. Ah, I can't stand these people. Ah! How do we know? You know how we know? Later on, when Bnei Sa'el gets to Israel, there's two and a half Shevatim that stay out of Israel. Bnei Gad, Nene Uven. And now there's Mizbeach going on. They're doing, they're doing something korban over there. They don't know what's going on over there. What is that? What's the first reaction? What's going on over here? They want to fight war. What's going, they want to have a civil war. These guys are doing Abu Zarah. What are they doing over there? The korban is supposed to be in Israel. What are they doing? They're doing Abu Zarah. Let's go kill them. Who do they send? They send Pinhas. What does Pinhas do? Pinhas makes shalom. He makes peace. He goes out and he sees. Oh, no, no. They're not doing Abu Zarah. They didn't. That means in Pinhas, he doesn't have the trait of uh, going crazy on nothing. No, he's calm and he's patient. When do we see a calm and patient? When the thing that's connected, when you go against, then we see who you really are. You understand? I'll give you the best example. Take a guy, he's fasting every Yom Kippur. Every Yom Kippur he's fasting. All of a sudden, this Yom Kippur, the doctor's saying, you have to eat. He comes to me, Rabbi, I can't eat. Why can't he? Because I, fa- I, I, fa- I always face every Yom Kippur. But one second, if the doctors say that you have to eat because you're, you, you cannot do it, then, then what are you doing? You, you, you're with God or you're against God? God said at the end of the day, you can't eat now in the sense because your health doesn't require it. So you have to eat. You know, you're going against what, wait, wait, it doesn't make sense. I'll tell you another thing. Mechalal Shabbat. You can't Mechalal Shabbat. All of a sudden you have a guy. He sees somebody having a heart attack. Is he allowed to call uh, the ambulance? Is he allowed? Yes or no? Of course he's allowed. You have to. And who's the one that has to do it the first? The most religious person in the room. You know that? Halakha says, let the rabbi go ahead and take the phone and pick it up and call the Salah. What? What's going on? It's to show you that even when we're keeping Shabbat, we're not just doing it out of habit. It's not a habit thing. Oh, you know what? I do it every week. I do it every week. Every week. I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't break it down. No, no, no. We do it because God told us to do it. And this is exactly the two lessons that we're hearing tonight. First lesson, like we said, I just wanted to review. The first lesson, like we said, was that a person must understand why does God get angry every day? That one instant, so He gives it to you. So you can get angry at the Yatsara if you mess around. And the second is, how do we know, how do we know the love that you have from God is so strong? When, 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 it, when a situation comes your way, and it's against your nature, and you go against it anyway, then we know you really love God. 
You really, really love God. I'll never forget, I was with my friends. Way back in the day, I was 17. We just got our license. And we had, you know, a nice group of friends. And one friend, you know, was always a religious type. And the others were also, they always, everyone kept kosher. One guy tells one of my friends, oh, pass by this store right here. What's that store, a strip over here? He went in the pizza store. And, and he basically bought non-kosher pizza and brought it to the car. My friend blew up on him. Just get out of my car, don't take no kosher in my car. What happened, I thought you're best buddies. You're right with best buddies. But my best buddy is God. My best buddy is Hashem. And right now you're going against him, you're messing with me. That's what he did. Because that's what shows if you really love Hashem or not. When something's hard, are you going to go against the grain? Are you going to say, okay, let it slide, I can't do anything? Or are you going to say, I love Hashem so much, that's it, I'm going to put my foot down. And this is a great lesson that we're learning tonight. Thank you very much. Have a great night. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.